Fucking hell, I'm getting All right. We have more beer. That might help. We'll see. It is what it is. Whatever. Yeah. How are you folks out there? Welcome to the Jam Room Podcast. Hope you've all had a great week out there. I did promise you guys, uh, well, I promised myself, because none of you guys are going to hold me to account, so I promised myself that I would bring this episode out on Monday. It's Tuesday. Uh, but whatever, I've had a busy one. It's a lot better than last week, so we, we, we're catching up, guys. We're catching the fuck up, so it is what it is. Hope you've had fun out there. It's been a wild time over here in um in Perth, Australia, but... um. Yeah, fun. We'll get into it. We, we we shoot shit and we'll talk about some music, guys. I don't know what's going on, but so much fucking new music has been dropped over the last few weeks. I'm struggling to keep up, and I'm kind of losing things in my thoughts and stuff like that. So I'm gonna focus down, do whatever I need to do. But you know what? What what a weekend! What a weekend! I um last time I spoke to you guys, I think it was Thursday last week, something like that, right? And um, I don't know if I've mentioned on this podcast, but I might have mentioned that I was like building like a garden bed around my pool. And so I, I ordered um, some soil to fill up the fucking garden beds, right? Had to order like four cubic meters of soil. Uh, so I did it on the Friday afternoon strategically thinking like, oh, cool, this will come on Monday or something like that. And I can deal with it throughout the week. I was wrong. Seven o'clock Saturday morning, a truck rocked up out the front of their house, dumping a bunch of soil on my driveway. I'm like, thanks, man. Like, I really appreciate the the quick turnaround and shit like that. But you've just ruined my weekend. Um, and so yeah, I spent Saturday fucking carting soil in a wheelbarrow from the top of my property down to the back of it to fill up a fucking garden bed to make the wife happy. So it was all good. It was all good. It looks fantastic. It's yeah, it's tremendous. It's kind of weird, like this garden bed that I built, I built it out of like limestone blocks and they're not all the same and they look the same, they all look the same, but some of them are randomly like holding water differently. Like we had a big storm kind of hit last night and I know I don't want to talk about the weather and shit like that. It actually got warm for a hot minute over the, over the weekend, um, but then we had storms last night. And so this afternoon, I'm looking at this this wall and like, yeah, obviously it's a bit waterlogged. It's been covered in rain or whatever, but there's like two, two blocks out of the entire wall that are bone dry. And so an obviously different color to the rest of them. And I don't know what the fuck's going on. Like, I just got two that are like maybe more porous than the others or something like that. I don't know. It looks weird because you, you get them all wet. They all look the same color. You get them all dry. They look the same color. But that in-between phase... You just see like a couple of standout bricks. It looks stupid. I don't know what the fuck it is, but you know, whatever. So that was my weekend, guys. I was shoveling fucking soil pretty much all weekend. Not really all weekend. I caught up with friends and I hung out and I drunk and I did all that sort of stuff. Drunk? I drank. I drank. Um, yeah, I just had a wild time. So fucking Sunday comes and like, I need to... Obviously get some reticulation in through this garden bed and all that sort of stuff. So I fucking decided to go to Bunnings. And it's normally a rule in my house that I don't go to Bunnings on a weekend. And for those of you who might not have anything to do with Australia, you might be wondering what the fuck Bunnings is. Bunnings is like a huge ass warehouse style shop to get all of your gardening needs, your building needs, your tools, your whatever bullshit 
it's like a Home Depot. It's like our version of Home Depot. It's an airplane hanger-sized fucking shed um, that that sells fucking everything you could possibly imagine as far as home renovations go and, you know, all that sort of DIY shit, right? And so, yeah, I had to go to Bunnings, had to get all that nonsense sorted, retic and fucking other shit that I was just potting around the house. Just it, It's fucking a weekly thing I have to go to Bunnings, you know. As, as a homeowner, you know Bunnings in Australia, right? It just is what it is. Um, but also, meanwhile, in the background, guys, um, over this weekend, we were doing, uh, well, we, our government was proposing something called a fucking Supervax weekend, where they're like putting up all these like little pop-up clinics everywhere. They're just trying to get people vaccinated as quick as possible because the mandates are in. People have got to get to work. They need to bump these numbers up because for some reason, our premier has set a target beyond the national target and we just got to do it, you know? It's just what it is. He signed off on this national plan, but then when it comes to, you know, the rubber hit in the road, he decides to fucking move the, the goalposts again. Classic. Classic Australian politics, right? It just is what it is. And um, so I was kind of hoping to get vaccinated at Bunnings, because if you're going to get vaccinated, that's the funnest place to have on your little vax car that you got vaccinated at, at Bunnings. You went to a fucking shed somewhere. That's, that normally is, you know, there to cater for all your Home Depot needs, but somehow there's some nurses there as well, and they're going to vaccinate you. Ah, I thought that would be cool. Um, it didn't happen to be a pop-up clinic at my local Bunnings, uh, so it, it didn't happen. But um, I don't know. What, what what the fuck's going on? Like, if, if you're in WA, you might be creeped out, because, like, we, like I, I bitch about this Mark McGowan fucking dickhead that's running this state at the moment. I, I bitch about him all the time because he, like, he seems like somewhere on the spectrum. He's a little bit retarded. He's a little bit fucking, I don't know. He's just trying trying his best, I guess. You know, God bless him. But, you know, he's also uh, a bit of an egomaniac and a bit of a power-hungry piece of shit. Like, every politician kind of becomes, at some point, oh, whatever. And so he was obviously supporting this Supervax weekend. So far, that he's actually doing, like, actual adverts for Bunnings. I like Bunnings. I use it quite a lot. I don't think that the premier of my state should be doing ads for them. I think that's a bit of a conflict of interest. I don't think any government official should be choosing sides as far as, like, you know, the public sort of enterprise goes, right? They shouldn't be doing that. You can't be having Mark McGowan... Saying that fucking McDonald's is better than Hungry Jack's, right? You can't do that. That fucks with the whole economy. You can't be doing that. But there he was doing an ad for Bunnings. Saying, you know, it's time that you, you might, might have to tend to the garden. You might want to fix up that wall that you haven't painted or whatever. Or get vaccinated. You can do it all at Bunnings. It's like, that, that just boils my blood. It's like, you should stay the fuck out of trying to advertise for different companies and shit like that. The health message is get vaccinated. You can say where you're going to get vaccinated. You don't really hype up Bunnings, right? I don't know. It, it is what it is. And fucking, you know, I'm looking forward to Mark McGowan doing fucking adverts for fucking the Pfizer vaccine, just by, for Pfizer. Just saying, you know, you know what? This, it, it, you know, I've got shares in the company. It is what it is. You better get this fucking vaccine that we spent all your taxpayer dollars on that, uh, you know, is, you know we might have jumped the gun on it, but whatever. You better get it. Uh, you know, whatever. I, I, I find it weird. What do you guys reckon? 
Do you reckon your public officials should be doing ads for fucking private business? That seems weird to me. That seems like a conflict of interest. Maybe. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it is a conflict of interest. I'm pretty sure it's the definition of a conflict of interest. Like, if everyone found out that, like, Biden was, like, now doing, like, fucking advertisement for, let's say, Burger King, that would cause an uproar in the, in the States, right? But Mark McGowan doing an advert for fucking Bunnings, everyone's just like, ah, oh, yeah, fine, he's one of us, because we all go to Bunnings as well. We all like Bunnings. But, like, I don't know, if you're, like, some, like, independent hardware store, you should be suing the shit out of Mark McGowan. Because he's literally drawn the line right there saying like, yeah, no, we care about the big guns. We don't care about your little hardware store. We're not putting up a pop-up clinic at your hardware store. Fuck it. You guys suck. That's what he's trying to say. Something like that. I don't know. It, it just is what it is. Fucking. So, yeah, I, I didn't get the jab. But if I am going to get the jab, it's going to be at Bunnings or worse. Right? If there's a drive through Taco Bell with a fucking vaccination clinic, I'll get that one. I'll get that one for sure. You know, at this point, it's just a joke. So it is what it is, you know. Anyway, it was a wild weekend elsewhere in the world. I know there was thousands of people protesting the mandates and shit like that going on. You know what's fucked up with our mandates here in, in Australia, guys? Is that they're just absolute mandates, right? Elsewhere in the world, if you've had COVID before, they realize that you've got better antibodies than the vaccine will provide. So that counts as a vaccination, you know, because you've had COVID and you've got the antibodies, you're done. Good. We don't have that, right? And the mandates that are coming in over in, in the States, um, even though they're getting sued left, right and center, and they probably won't eventually actually happen um, because they actually have a constitution that um, you have to live up to, right? Of human rights, all that sort of shit. Uh, but even in their vaccine mandate, you either get vaccinated or you do a negative test each week because that's fine as well. We don't have that over in Australia at all, right? And it makes no sense why not, but it just is what it is. Yeah, so I don't know. It, it's all kind of fucked up. I'm kind of tired of talking about this bullshit. We'll see what happens. Like I said, I've got many friends that are going to lose their jobs and move their families into fucking tents and fucking just hang out and see what the fuck they can do because, you know, like, this is the rock and hard place that some people are pushed against. It's like, yeah, 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 you got to provide for your family. That's definitely a thing you got to do. You got kids, you got to provide for them, right? Your job's saying you got to get vaccinated. But you've also got a responsibility to your kids to stand up for what the fuck you believe in and to show them that that's the right thing to do. So, what do you do, right? That's kind of the, the rock and hard place that, that some of my friends are stuck in. They've chosen that they can fucking maybe still provide for their family with all this sort of stuff without it without a job or you know finding work elsewhere or something like that they don't have to work for someone else um but it's more important to them to teach them that you should stand up for your fucking your value system here and put a stop to that sort of shit so who knows who knows some people are in all different camps out there and i feel for everybody it just fucking it is what it is, guys. You know, it's it's a lot better than fucking going to a Travis Scott concert over in the States, eh? Did you guys see what's going on? Man, that guy fucking, he puts on a killer concert, doesn't he? It's obviously a joke because he killed a lot of people at his concert. Fuck, this was a tragedy. This was an absolute tragedy. If you guys have been following the news, you know what the fuck I'm talking about. But if not, uh, festival going on in the States. Uh, Travis Scott takes stage. 
everyone swarms the fucking stage, big fucking um, stampede of folk, and eight people get trampled and die. And countless others get injured. Fucking nuts, hey? Nuts. Like, I remember when we were growing up, like, in the 90s, early 2000s, stuff like that, there was like a, like a death at like a Limp Bizkit concert, I remember. And it was like because of heat exhaustion. It wasn't being crushed by humans, but that was a huge fucking deal. One person is way too many people to get fucking killed at a rock show, right? Or whatever fucking music Travis Scott plays. Any kind of just fucking big show. No one should die. You're all there to have fucking fun. But something's gotten into these people these days that like, just this herd mentality sort of thing. And it's like, it's a weird metaphor, right? Because we're like... On one side of the argument, we, we have to just follow the herd, you know, and you're not supposed to question things yourself. You just follow along with the herd because that, you know, that's what leads to you getting vaccinated and getting free and all that sort of shit. But on the other side, you can also follow the herd and crush people against a fucking barrier at a concert just because you're following the crowd, right? It's pretty fucked up. It's really, really bad. And like, dude, there was also like reports of like, some guy like injecting people with a random drug, like drug somewhere in the concert as well. Like a security guy got a fucking needle in the neck or some shit. Like what is going on out there? What the fuck is going on with the ethics of people that they think that that's cool? Like just because we're in a big team, we can fucking just keep pushing. Some people might die, whatever, but we get a better view of fucking Travis Scott singing whatever nonsense. And, and, and no one really told Travis Scott what the fuck was going on. So he, he was like, what's going on on the stage? And they keep, keep telling him to keep on going. So you've got half of the fucking crowd booing, saying, shut it the fuck down. People are dying. And you've got the other side of the crowd fucking booing all the medics and the, and the, the security trying to, to help people because they're getting in the way of the fucking show. There's dudes like jumping on top of the medics' cars just to get a fucking a better like glimpse of the stage. This is some fucked up bullshit. Absolutely fucked up. So my heart goes out to everybody that was affected or died at the Travis Scott. You know, I feel for you even if you decided to go to Travis Scott cuz it fucking he stinks, man. He stinks. He's not worth dying over, right? And with these eight people dead, I'm not too sure if it's a record because I think in the 90s somewhere, maybe a bit later, something like that, there's like maybe nine people died at a Pearl Jam concert one time. And I don't know. I don't want to compare Pearl Jam to Travis Scott and what's worth dying over. But Jesus Christ, a Travis Scott? I can't name you one fucking song of his. I don't give a fuck about that guy. But that's, you know, me being out of touch or whatever. Might have been the greatest show of these people's lives and it was worth it and they went down with the ship or whatever. Fucking, I don't know, but it stinks. It's one of those examples of like, it might just ruin it for everyone. So we might have like crowd limit numbers sort of being rechecked and fucking, uh, who knows what else fucking safety protocols coming in. I hope there's some because you shouldn't have this. This is fucking pathetic. You can't have people dying at a fucking rock show or a whatever the fuck a Travis Scott show is. It doesn't seem like a rock show, but it's something gay. It's whatever it is. And uh, yeah, people died like kids, man. Everybody that died was under 30. And there's like a 14-year-old, a 16-year-old, like fucking hell. That just, yeah. So let's have all have a drink to the people that got lost trying to party hard. Like at least you're trying to party hard. Fuck yeah.
but shit, that fucking sucks. So shout out to you guys, whatever. Let's have a drink. Mm. It's Travis Scott. You know, dude, it's been like a fucking, it's been a week of bad news, hasn't it? You know, a week of bad news. With I mean, it, it usually is, but like worse than normal, man. Like, I mean, well, let's let's go on a good news thing. Let's go on a good news thing. So fucking, like, last week, I know I spoke to you guys um, beforehand. I didn't really want to bring it up. But, like, there's been this big case going on in Western Australia over here um, with this little girl gone missing, this little Cleo chick. Um, like, four or five-year-old little girl went missing for a couple of weeks and got found. They found her. Fucking awesome, right? That doesn't happen much, right? So this family was camping somewhere. In the middle of the night, for some reason, they've got their four-year-old daughter in a different tent to them for some reason. I don't really know why. It's just what it is. And she went missing. And the forensics kind of got involved. And they're like, oh, shit, wait a minute. The way that this tent was unzipped was too high for her to reach. So it was definitely someone took her out of there. It was a big fucking thing. This took over the media for like the last two weeks, right? And that's what really kind of bugged me. That's why I didn't really want to talk about it. Because there was something kind of fishy about it. Um, you know, it's, it's obviously worth addressing. A child goes missing, find him. Fucking find him, for sure. And whoever fucking did it, hold him to the highest level of the law and fuck them up, right? So it can never happen again. We, we understand that. But something about this case just always rubbed me the wrong way because people go missing all the time. All the time. Like, and if you don't believe me, check out the stats. Like, I'm pretty sure it's something like in Australia every year, there's like over 30,000 people go missing year to year. 30,000 of them, right? That's like every fucking, uh, I'm not good with this mass, maybe 15, 16 minutes that someone's gone missing. Something like that, right? Um, and, you know, that, that, that's everybody. That, that, that shit happens in Australia. Like some, some elderly person with dementia goes for a wander in the bush and never comes back. That happens all the time. But we, like, if you would even to factor in just like child abductions, it's like a fucking nearly 200 a year happening, right? Nearly 200 kids a year are abducted in Australia, something like that, right? So this one case getting that much media attention always just seemed a bit weird to me. I mean, how many other parents out there would be going like, what the fuck? What about my kid, right? And as soon as I saw, like, what I thought was, like, definitely an overpromotion of this mu news story, I just figured that they will find her. They, they, because they, they've hyped up the rest of the world that, like, it can't be bad news. They have to find her. So I'm not going to say it's a psyop or any bullshit like that. I'm not going to say it was all concocted. But for some reason, the only child abduction case that they've focused on for years... It's been years since there's been a child abduction case that the media is focused on, right? So the only one that they do happens to be at a perfect time to distract everybody from the fucking other atrocities that the McGowan government is doing with the vaccine. It's sort of like a lighthearted story because they knew they were going to find it. Something in my mind just thinks that they knew they were going to find it. Because you don't hype up a story that's going to be that bad news later on, especially when it happens all the fucking time in Australia, right? And they don't work out as good. Something like that. So, I don't know. We found this Cleo girl. Um, she was just in someone's house and that, that was it. Kind of, um, it's an Aboriginal fella um, who two years earlier or a few years earlier 
had posted on sort of uh, Facebook or some social media bullshit his collection of Bratz dolls, right? How was he not the first suspect? You know what? If you're in your 30s, boy or girl, and you're proud of your Bratz dolls collection, you should be on some fucking watch list, right? You should be. Because you're a fucking freak. There's something fucking weird about you. We got to keep an eye on you, man. We got to keep an eye on you because you're in your 30s and you care about Bratz dolls. We got to keep our eye on you. But that didn't really happen. But it, it should from now, now on, right? We, we should learn our lessons. And be like, wait a minute. And, and like I said, it was an Aboriginal fellow that um, uh, abducted this, um, this little Cleo girl. And uh, everyone's saying that she's fine and she's healthy and all that sort of stuff. Like, uh, th- that breaks my heart. Don't want to go into the rate- rates of sexual abuse in the fucking Aboriginal community. But put it this way, it's like 30 times normal compared to the rest of the population. It's very bad. It's very bad. So you- be terrified. We'll see what else comes out of this. Oh, hopefully this kid hasn't been tampered with. But shit. There was just something weird about them really following this case so closely that kind of made me go, uh, now I almost don't believe that it's real, that they, they, they hype this story. It's like, it's almost like they fucking knew they were going to find her. I don't know. That's my fucking tinfoil hat for the week, guys. It's tinfoil hat for the week. What do you reckon? I mean, obviously great that Cleo was found and is healthy and, and the family's reunited. Fan-fucking-tastic. Let's face it. They focused on the story because it was a little white girl, right? There's a, like I said, there's a lot of other people go missing and they didn't really seem to give a fuck about them for the last couple of years on our media. But this one they did and it happened to be one of the only cases that they actually fucking found him. What are the odds? Just, you know, figure out the odds yourself. I don't know. It just is what it is. Fucking, I turned that good news story into a bad news story, didn't I? Yeah! It is what it is, guys. It's the Jamroom Podcast. Fucking hell. All right. We'll have some fun. We'll talk about some music now. Hey, we'll talk about some music because, like I said, there's been heaps. Almost too much for me to really handle this little uh, stint because, like I said, I talked to you guys on Thursday, had a busy-ass fucking weekend and uh, checked out what I could check out. And what I did check out uh, was ABBA. Welcome back, ABBA. Jesus Christ. They bought out a new album. And I better look up on my phone right now what the fuck it's called. I think it's called Voyager. Abba Voyager. I don't know, but uh, while I'm here, I'm... Yeah, Voyage. Just Voyage. Abba Voyage. Oh. It's not quite Abba, guys. It's weird. It's it's like, I, I grew up with Abba. 100% grew up with Abba. Uh, my mum was a huge Abba fan. That's pretty much all I remember hearing in the house growing up as a kid. It was just Abba, and um, they're fantastic. They're they're like the the first real band that really understood the the pop formula, kept it simple, kept it hooky, um, made millions of dollars. They did what they did. They fucking rocked, right? Abba. Like I I don't need to convince you guys what Abba is. You know what they are. You either like them, you hate them. Or you think they're just fine, whatever. It's just, it's just fucking ABBA. And this album <coughs> doesn't really have like too much poppy hooky stuff, but it does have a lot of childish folk stuff to it. You know what I mean when I say that? Like it's folky in like a 
juvenile sort of like lullaby kind of kids song sense, right? Some of the tracks I feel like they should be on, like they should have been written by the Wiggles, right? Or like a Dorothy the Dinosaur kind of thing. Like they're just childish sort of innocent kind of sounding things. So it is what it is. Um, they did one thing that I thought was a bit of a stroke of genius, whether I liked it or not, uh, was they did a Christmas song. So on this album is a Christmas song. Um, all the way through. Like you can tell a Christmas song, it doesn't really matter what you're singing about or whatever. It's the style of the production that makes it a Christmas song. Like there's the sleigh bells, like sort of ringing. Um, there's a, a children's choir filling in for a chorus or something like that, right? It, it, it makes it a, a Christmas song and it's definitely a Christmas song. That's the smart fucking move, hey? Right? You, you do a good Christmas song and you're going to get royalties every fucking year in perpetuity, right? So they did that. So I think they're trying to secure their grandkids' fucking bank accounts or something like that because, you know, these guys don't have a, a long long time left on them, right? It's, it's ABBA. These guys are fucking 1,200 years old. You know, that they, they don't need any more money themselves. They're just, I don't know. I don't know why they're doing it. And apparently there's some big live stream thing going on where they're doing a live show and there's like a digitally re-aged version of themselves performing because like they've kind of admitted that no one wants to see their gnarly old ass faces up on stage. Um, so they're going to completely do it digitally so they look like the way they looked in the fucking 70s, 80s when they are in their heyday, right? Hey, that's weird. That's very weird to me. Just like, oh yeah, it's us, we're still alive, we're still kicking, but we know no one wants to see that. So we're going to pretend that it's fucking still the decade in which they had their biggest fan base, right? Something like that. I don't know. But check it out. It's called Voyage by ABBA. And there's a Christmas song on it. So I'm, I'm guessing over this Christmas you're going to hear that song whether you like it or not at the shops or whatever. It's just going to be on. It's just going to be there, right? And people will talk about ABBA a bit more than I will. It, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, another album this week that I checked out, guys. Uh, fuck. I've got my notes in front of me of the albums that I want to hit. But I, like, for some reason this week, I did not write down the actual name of the albums. So I'm here scanning through my phone while I'm doing it. Because the next album's from Milky Chance. I don't mind Milky Chance at all. I think it's fun. I think, like, as far as, like, pop genre stuff goes you've got like all these artists that are kind of competing for the same thing all their songs are in the same wheelhouse um but milky chance has like this reggae vibe to it that no one else is really bringing to the the forefront of pop music as much as milky chance is um and so yeah check out his new album it's called trip tape trip tape is the name of the album and it's pretty good it's pretty good if you'd like milky chance or like any of like the the hits that he's had in the past this album is just pretty much just those, right? It's just the same formula uh, with maybe some different words, a bit of different structure or something like that. But it's a fine fucking album. But again, it's one of these albums that fucking annoyed me because there's a cover song on it that is not credited to the original artist, right? It, it, and it kind of p pisses me off when, when, when artists do this because... There, like, there's enough time between the original and the cover for there to be a whole new generation of people that don't know what the fuck the original was, right? And so if you fucking release a song 
that's a cover of this old song and you don't let everybody know that like, you know, it's this. We didn't write this song. You kind of, it's, it's stolen valor kind of shit, right? Like the song by Soft Cell, um, Tainted Love, uh, which came out... When did Tainted Love came out, come out? I know it's been covered by a million people. I know fucking... Um, uh, who did it? Fucking Marilyn Manson did a cover of it and all that sort of shit. Um, whatever. It's a fucking old song, but now we've got it again on this Milky Chance album. He does his own little version, own little spin on Tainted Love. It's not as groovy and dancey, but it's kind of, you know, it's Milky Chance doing Tainted Love. But it's... Tainted Love by Milky Chance on the album, right? It's not credited to whoever wrote the song, and even me saying Soft Cell might be wrong. I can't remember. But someone actually wrote, wrote that song, and it wasn't Milky Chance, right? But it's on his fucking album. Um, and his version is not as good as the original, but he's uh, trying to steal all the valor. It just is what it is, guys. Fun times for Milky Chance. And yeah, it's a fine album, guys. What did I say it was called? Fucking something trip of what... I've got to look this up. I fucking again. Two seconds ago, I just checked out what the hell the name of this album was and I've already forgotten. But whatever the new Milky Chance album is, check it out. And, you know, it's fun times. It is what it is. And, you know, I mean, the next album I want to talk about, guys, uh, it's not really an album either. It's like, it's, it's weird. I don't know what's going on. But Radiohead released something, right? It's called Kid Amnesia. So it's a cross between like the two albums that they've released many years ago. Kid A is a masterpiece and Amnesia, which is also a masterpiece. So it's kind of like a re-release of these two albums combined into one for some reason. And a bunch of B-sides and, and previously unreleased sort of sketchy sort of stuff as well. And dude, this is like fucking over two hours worth of listening. That's why I didn't get around to too much of this new music because fucking this Radiohead thing demanded that much of my time, right? And to be honest, like the, the re-releases of the like the songs that we already know and love, like Kid A is great, right? Um, I guess probably my, my favorite song from the album, probably Everything in Its Right Place, something like that. It's a great song. And maybe Amnesia, a fucking Pyramid song is the best. I fucking love that. And like I didn't hear much difference in these re-releases compared to the originals. They were pretty much the same. But there are new songs, and they're kind of in that vein. They're in a more pyramid-y song kind of vein. They're not doing like an old-school Rocky sort of thing or, or whatever. It's, it's that very atmospheric style of Radiohead, which is the most genius style of Radiohead. That's when you get the fucking really cool nuance and really cool harmony and really cool just weirdness. The, the, the stuff that Radiohead brought to the table that no one had bought before is the stuff that I loved. And that's the stuff that's exemplified in those weirder sort of songs. So this album's really cool because it kind of focuses on them a little bit, right? So check it out. It's Kid A, like Kid is one word, A is one word, Mnesia as another word or something like that. Um, and it, yeah, it's a blend between the two albums. And it's a blend between the two albums stylistically as well. Because those albums are kind of, they do share a lot in, in, in style, obviously. That's what we're talking about. Um, but the extra songs that you get kind of sit right in between, right? The sort of more heavily produced stuff that was on Kid A versus Amnesia, which has got a little bit more rawness to it. 
It's not as polished. It's it's whatever, but like everything kind of sits right in there, and it's fucking fun. It's a fun album, guys. Well, two albums or a re-release of two albums or whatever the fuck you want to call it. What would you call this? Is it an album? It's two hours long, and it's mostly comprised of two previous albums combined into one with a couple of sprinkles on top, right? So whatever you call that thing, whether it's an album or like a collection or an anthology, it's not an anthology, it's not everything, but you know, it's something like that. I don't really know what the fuck to call it, except it's Radiohead and they're doing something and it's fun. You should definitely check it out, guys. Because uh, Radiohead fucking rock. It just is what it is. Anyway, hope you've all had a fucking fantastic week out there. Remember, if there's shit that I've missed that I should... Like, let's face it, if there's new music coming out, I'm probably going to listen to it at some point. But I do have a priority list. And you can definitely influence that priority list by emailing me, scott at thejamroom.com.au. Um, or Twitter, or whatever it is. All all that shit's going to be in the description of this podcast, as it always is, so use it and uh, influence my priority list because I don't want to, you know, start off with something god-awful. I'd rather sort of uh, see what you guys are listening to as well and you can keep me in check and I can give you my thoughts on it. And uh, if if you're way out of line, I'll I'll let you know on the podcast. It'll still be fun. It'll be fucking cool. Yeah, we should do that. It'll be really cool. Anyway, this is the Jam Room Podcast, guys. I'm going to leave you with a song that I left you with a couple of weeks ago, um, just because it's a song from the band that I'm in right now, and don't get to show you guys much of that sort of music, so I thought I'd just run this track again, because why the fuck not? It's called Towers. Um, it's written by Liam and now Singer Timber, but uh, it is what it is, and um, have yourselves a fantastic week out there. This is the Jam Room Podcast, guys. Take care now. Bye-bye then.